This is Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, a look at current events from today's headlines and how they affect you, what you believe shapes your worldview and your ultimate destiny. Learn more now at educateforlife.com. Now, in studio, here is your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more to me. Every day I wrestle with the voices that Doug L. is a graduate of MIT and a former atheist who credits his belief in God in large part to math. Welcome to Educate for Life. This is Kevin Conover. I'm your host. We're on 1210 AM K Praise in San Diego every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. And you can stream the show all over the world at kprz.com. My website is educateforlife.org. My guest today is Douglas L. He grew up in Connecticut. He graduated early from MIT. He double majored in math and physics. He then obtained a master's in theoretical mathematics from the University of Maryland. After graduating from law school, magna cum laude, he became a prominent attorney. As a lawyer, L. learned how to sift through competing arguments and the importance of carefully considering different points of view, skills which he has now used to untangle the confused and often emotional relationship between science and religion. And his legal training has enabled him to really uh, sift through the evidence accurately and do a good job of, of evaluating the truth. And the truth he's come to is that God is true. He wrote a book, Counting to God. If you're interested in it, you can pick it up on his website, countingtogod.com. Doug, I just wanted to thank you so much for being on the show today. Hi, Kevin. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I figured we'd start off uh, with your quote here. This quote, you said, I've spent more than 30 years reconciling science and God because I needed scientific evidence to believe in God. I think that's a pretty powerful statement. A lot of people uh, come to, to the Lord uh, through you know an emotional appeal or maybe a hard time in their life, but you're coming at this from a different angle where the evidence actually convince you that God is true. Is that correct? That is, that is absolutely true. I came at it from a different way. I uh, considered myself an atheist, and I, frankly, um, I was a fairly uh, arrogant atheist okay. in college and then through graduate school. Um, Are you talking like a Richard Dawkins kind of type? Well, not quite that bad. Not okay. That crazy, I hope, but <laughs> um, but you know, I, I wasn't sure there was any truth to uh, religion. I thought science had the answers. And uh, after my son was born, my wife said we ought to get uh, get the kid baptized. And uh, I thought about that preposterous statement, Kevin, for a few seconds, and I said, "Yes, dear." <laughs> so you were uh, you, know, you were not going to pick guys it. pick our battles fight carefully, right? Exactly. Make make your marriage work, uh, regardless, right? So we went to church, and um, I figured, what the heck? What have I got to lose? And I was just amazed by the sense of peace and grace by the, by the minister and a lot of the people there. So, what's going through your mind as you're walking through those church doors? Are you thinking to yourself, "Okay, I'm just going to put up with this stuff, and uh, I know it's all not true." But, uh, you know, I'll just deal with it and just just make the most of it. Is that, is that what's going through your mind? Exactly. I figured, you know, uh, oh, you're just going to outsmart God here, Doug. You're just going to show up and go through the motions, and, uh, and that's it. And you, um, and I you, had other plans. <laughs> you, now, you, had, you figured there were no competing intelligent ideas 
that would ever persuade you? I mean, you are really, really on the far end of the spectrum when it comes to atheism versus theism. Well, I hadn't really considered all the arguments at that time, Kevin. Um, I just, I, I hadn't really dug into it. And then when I saw this peace and grace that I really wanted, um, I said, well, you've got to figure it out yourself. And you're being, uh, my background, math and science, I said, you know, I'm not going to believe in God unless I can find the evidence mm-hmm. for it. And and once I did that, then I really started tearing into the evidence, 30 years of reading and um, and studying. Okay, so so from the time you, you walked through those church doors to the time you decided to commit to— uh, now, did you become a theist before you became a Christian, or was that kind of an all-at-once thing? And how many years was that before you, you walked through those church doors and the time you made the decision to become a Bible-believing Christian? You know, it was kind of a gradual process, and um, I don't have a good answer when when suddenly we started going to church, and then we started going to church more and more, and, mm-hmm. we, and we met some good friends, and uh, uh, finally I decided to get confirmed. But, uh, you know, it's, it was a gradual shift. It, it wasn't like a... Uh, wasn't just a transition from one day to the next. It was a gradual acceptance no, of it as no. the truth. Okay. No, huh. but though there was one day uh, when uh, I was on a plane doing some calculations, and I realized, wow, there has to be a God. Oh, that's very so, interesting. What what calculations were you doing? What was it for something for work you were working on, or just your own research? No, no, to? it was part of uh, you know trying to figure out things. Um, all of uh, sort of the machinery in our bodies is made up of uh, molecules called proteins, if I could dig into it a little bit technical here. Sure, sure. And proteins are kind of like snapped together uh, chains of blocks of atoms called amino acids, okay? Yeah. So, um, you know, you snap together some... uh, some letters and spaces, you form a sentence. Well, you snap together uh, amino acids and you form a protein. Uh, and there's 20 different kinds of amino acids that you can use. The um, So which ones you use and what order you put them in depends on what protein you build, just like in a sentence, you know, what uh, letters you use and what order you, you put them in. Sure. The sure, that makes sense. And... And even the smallest sort of amino acids, its smallest proteins are about 150 linked amino acids. So the number of possible ways to link amino acids of uh, of a, a sequence of 100 at each place, you got 20 choices. Mm. So it's 20 times itself, 150 times. Oh, that, that's a gigantic number. Which gets you to an impossibly big number. And when you look at the likelihood that some of these proteins could have formed by chance. It's, uh, and when you realize that there are new proteins in every species, it proves the existence of God. It couldn't have happened by chance. So what you're saying here is, you know, your book, Counting to God, expands on this, um, is that the probabilities of all of this happening by chance is so... Uh, infinitesimal, so small that you are drawn to the conclusion God has to exist. God has to exist, and it's and it's beyond 
any sort of close call here. And, I, and what I do in, in my book was I go through all the evidence. I sort of give somebody a shortcut. Uh, and I think it's pretty readable, plain English, but, you know, of the different areas I went through and uh, all and exposing a lot of fallacies and a lot of misconceptions about what science is and, and how it relates to God. Yeah, I think contrary to our culture, I mean, I read every day, uh, practically, certainly every week, some new bit of scientific evidence that points towards the existence of God. And our popular culture doesn't know about this stuff. Now, do you think that the evidence from science is actually growing uh, in, in evidences for the, the reality of God? Absolutely. Absolutely. In multiple areas, I can give you many, many examples. And, and most people don't, pers- don't realize that. They think that, you know, as science gets more sophisticated, uh, we don't need God. That's, that's not true. Science is showing that without God, there's really no explanation for a lot of things, including why anything exists. Mm. Well, that's a that's an important point, too, because, you know, a lot of people will argue, you know, God of the gaps. Um, I want to talk more about this. My guest today is Douglas L., and he, he's written a book called Counting to God. I highly recommend it. Uh, if you are somebody who's a skeptic or somebody who feels like, well, I, I kind of think God exists, but I'm not sure, it's a fantastic book to look at the evidences, and it's written from a very practical perspective. Uh, Doug himself, uh, you know, went through this process of coming to a conclusion that God existed. And this is um, a recommendation from Professor Peter Fisher, the head of the Department of Physics at MIT. He says, I highly recommend this thoughtful exploration of the relation between science and spirituality, two seemingly opposed descriptions of our world. Whether you agree with him or not, you will enjoy and learn from this book. And so, again, my guest uh, today is Douglas L., and we're just right here in the middle of a discussion. We're going to get into some more details about what drew him to the conclusion that God has to exist. We can't all be here by accidents. Science is actually proving God exists, and this is not a God of the gaps argument. This is not an argument from ignorance. This is an argument from evidence. We don't have any alternatives other than God, and we're looking at the math here that demonstrates God is a reality that we can't denied. Stay with us. We'll be right back. What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. 
Add historic American beauty to your home today with genuine Amish furniture. It's built in the USA from solid cherry wood with a bourbon finish. Or choose alternative woods and finishes to accent your home's decor. You'll find it all at Tucker's Valley Furniture. For over 65 years, the Tucker family has served San Diego County. Still family-owned, Cash and Carry and Tucker's Valley Furniture. Two stores, both right across the street at Main and Mollison in El Cajon. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. I will cast my cares on you You're the anchor of my hope The only one who's in control I will Famous uh, British astrophysicist Fred Hoyle made this statement about the universe. He said, a, comp- a common sense interpretation of the facts suggests that a super intellect has monkeyed with physics as well as with chemistry and biology and that there are no blind forces worth speaking about in nature. The numbers one calculates from the facts seem to me so overwhelming as to put this conclusion almost beyond question. You're listening to Educate for Life Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on KPraise 1210 AM, and my guest today is Douglas L. He's the author of Counting to God. He's an MIT graduate. And uh, Doug, you wrote this book uh, because you were, you were suggested by a good friend. Hey, uh, you said, hey, somebody needs to write a book about this. And he said, hey, why not you, right? Yeah, my friend uh, Peter, who's new head of physics at MIT, and I have discussed uh, the relationship between science and God for years. And I told, I said one one time at dinner, Peter, I think that the scientific evidence is overwhelming. Somebody needs to, you know, write a book. And he <laughs> said, "Well, maybe that somebody could be you." And I thought, "Darn, you know." I gotta my job. <laughs> that's right. That's right. If you uh, if you recognize a problem, right, you've got to do something about it. I had to. I felt uh, it was it was on me at that time. It took uh, perhaps ten years to to write the book. Um, I wanted to to be very thorough. I had a number of scientists read through it, um, and I wanted to put it in plain English. So, uh, um, but I'm uh, I'm proud of it. Thanks. Now you go, Doug. You go through seven different areas of science. Can you um, articulate those in in the book? What are the different the seven different areas that you cover? Sure. I call the book Counting to God is, is, uh, both because it's uh, mathematical and because, as you say, I count through seven areas of science. But I say up front, if you can count to seven, you can count to God. There you go. Uh, my, <laughs> my seven areas are creation. I'll just list them real quick. Sure. Uh, creation, which is you know, why does anything exist? Uh, fine-tuning, where you get that quote you just had from Fred Hoyle, why is the universe so exquisitely designed for life? Mm-hmm. You have the origin of life, uh, which is impossible, and everybody's given up trying to explain that without God. You have all this incredible technology of life. More people are finding it, uh, discovering things every day, including the recent Nobel Prize in chemistry. You have the fact that Darwinian evolution has been basically disproven, although you will never get most people to admit it, but I'll give you some facts that show that. Uh, finally, you know, well, not finally, second to last, you have amazing qualities of our uh, Earth. Uh, it's not an ordinary planet. And then seventh, and this is perhaps the strangest, but you have the evidence from uh, quantum physics that um, there are connections outside of time and space, and it's not a material world. Yeah, that one is really interesting to me. Uh, the idea that the world, uh, I was recently watching a, a video series on this, uh, that the world is mathematical uh, to a degree that uh, math is abstract, and so it's 
uh, almost independent of the material world. Yes, at the finest levels of reality, matter literally disappears. And all you have is incredibly complex mathematics. To me, mathematics is only ideas. So whose ideas are this? Are they? Yeah, and, and how would an evolutionist or an atheist, uh, it, how would somebody explain something? I mean, do you run into people who would talk about this and you, you share these things with them? And what would they say to you? Um, you know, how do you, how do you explain these things? How does somebody explain these things? Well, they typically try to change the subject. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and say everybody knows, you know, and pound the table. Uh, when you don't have the facts, you pound the table harder. They're, these are commonly accepted facts that I go through in my book. Okay. Now, um, so you, you go through all these things. Which one of these areas for you is the most compelling? Which one of these areas that you mentioned is the most powerful evidence for you? I think it's... Uh, in connected with the evolution of species. You know, why are there 10 million or more different species on the earth of life? And what we found is that every species has kind of a book of instructions. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the DNA the and the DNA, RNA. The DNA. Yeah. Right. So the DNA is like a book. Uh, in some cases, it's a big book. Like for human beings, it'd be you'd, you'd need a thousand thick volumes to write it down. Okay. Okay. What they found is that every the book of every species in every species, the book has brand new paragraphs, sometimes brand new chapters. Okay, big sections of brand new text that makes sense. Now, what I was reading a little bit about this in your in your book, and you you they're called orphan genes. Is that right? Exactly. Okay, and you, you, you changed the name to designer genes, which is more appropriate, right? Right, designer <laughs> genes. Yeah. You, 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 um, I go through an example in my book. You can't, you can't get working code by chance. I mean, the, um, the numbers are so fantastic, there couldn't possibly have been enough. The odds of, of getting, uh, of scrambling these these letters uh, of life, these amino acids, and getting a uh, anything that works at all, much less an entire paragraph or chapter, are like a trillion trillion times less than the number of species that have ever existed. I mean, it's unlikely that there ever would have been a new combination. Now, what um, you're saying here, just God. for our listeners, what you're saying is, okay, so you've got this code, and, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you've got this code in the human body and as well as all other living things that tells the, the living creature essentially how to build itself. But in, how to build itself and how to run itself, exactly. And, and in some, I, I read the example you gave of the leafcutter uh, ant, where yeah. it has this whole section that is nowhere else in existence in any other living creature. And so the question is, where did that instruction part come from, is what you're saying about evolution. Is that right? Right. Okay. And and, t- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Kevin. So, so that, I find that um, very compelling also. And I brought this up to, you know, I brought this up to some evolutionists that I know, some friends that are atheists, and they said, hey, you know, uh, through undirected mutations, you can eventually get these, uh, you know, whatever it might be, a new wing, a, an eye, or uh, a new, you know, some new ability uh, through that process. How, how would you respond to somebody like that? I'd say that's mathematical nonsense. Why, uh, why is that? Be, because you can't get part, part way to that. You've got to either get the whole 
new uh, sentence or paragraph, uh, or it doesn't make any sense. The the odds are, you know, a number with 70 zeros for just getting by chance a uh, a, a, a amino acid that sequence that forms a protein. And each of these new areas, Kevin, I mean, doesn't bear any relationship to any other paragraph in any other creature's books. That's what I found so amazing is that I, I'd never read that before, that there, the uh, these orphan genes or designer genes are uh, whole They're new completely sentences. brand brand new, and nobody thought that everybody knew this couldn't happen under Darwinian evolution. Mm-hmm. Because Dar- Darwinian evolution is there's a little change here and a little change here, and you keep the good change, but you don't get massively new rewritten sections. So they call them orphan genes because they figure, oh, we'll find the uh, the parents of these things where they came from. But now all they find is. Uh, the orphan genes. It's uh, it's stunning. It's positive evidence of God. Yeah, it's not it's not a God of the gaps, right? Uh, it's positive evidence. What you have is evolutionists, you know, basically trying to muddle up the numbers and uh, and uh, you know, fake it. Frankly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, um, I'm I'm curious to know uh, when you were an atheist, um, you said that you had never really thought about this or looked at it closely. Um, yes. Was there other motivation you had for holding on to your atheism? But I, I, I'm going to let you answer this when we, when we get back. But uh, my my guest today is Doug L. He's written a book, Counting to God. It's an amazing book um, that really does an incredible job uh, pulling all the evidence together for the truth and the reality of God. And um, I highly recommend it. You can get it at his website, countingtogod.com. Dr. Stephen Meyer, who is very well known, has endorsed the book said it's a fantastic book, as well as Dr. Guillermo Gonzalez, both names that are very well-known within the intelligent design uh, field. And uh, I just want to recommend that you check it out at his website. Stay with us. When we get back, we're going to continue to look at uh, the numbers, the probability of us existing by chance. And essentially, the conclusion is there's no way. God is a reality that we just can't deny. Stay with us. We'll be right back as we continue this discussion. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. I'm giving it all away. No more hiding. No more stalling. I hear you calling me. And I'm calling Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on 1210 AM K-Praise. 
every Saturday, 2 to 3 p.m. here in San Diego. And I'm on the phone with Doug L., the author of Counting to God. He's an MIT graduate and uh, was an atheist, a former atheist, who was convinced um, by the evidence, not by emotion or uh, problems in his life or anything else that God exists, but he was convinced and persuaded by the evidence that science was pointing towards God, not away from God. And I wanted to—this quote is awesome. He says in his book, I agree with John Mark Reynolds. To use science to promote atheism is like using a man's child to prove he does not exist. To me, the belief that we are here by accident is a superstition, and the claim that science supports it is the greatest fraud ever perpetuated on the human race. You know, uh, Doug, in your atheism, is this any? did this ever dawn on you— as an atheist, and why is this seem to be our culture's like default? Is that uh, science promotes atheism? I think it's a lot of denial. Uh, nobody likes boundaries. <laughs> Being told that they're not in charge. Mm-hmm. You know, our our society is uh, do what you want, feel good, um, and we instinctively don't don't like uh, boundaries and restrictions i think it's counter to our a lot of people's uh, dreams of life i think there's a lot of natural rebellion and i think sort of my natural rebellion growing up was part of what made me think i was an atheist back then and was that and that just slowly did you uh, slowly lose the determination to maintain your atheism and is, is that kind of what opened uh, the door for you to take a harder look at these things well, I know you I said that when you the, had your the child, grace, the grace and peace of those people at ch- in church. Yeah. And I knew I wanted it. I knew it was more important than, than money or, you know, success. Um, but I was just sort of stubborn. I thought, you know, you've always figured stuff out for yourself, Doug. You're a technical guy and you need to study the evidence. And plus, I loved once I got into it, I just loved the subject. There's so much more. I had to teach myself uh, cosmology and molecular biology, and, I, and I've met a lot of great people, and I've had a lot of fun along the way. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and, and so along those same lines, when we're talking about um, – we've talked about a little bit about the biology here, and you, know, you, you also said that Miller-Urey uh, is still in most high school textbooks – even though it doesn't do anything to add to the argument that that uh, life can exist without God, is that correct? Absolutely, it's it's an experiment. What I was conned by that false science when I was in high school. I read in the high school textbook that scientists think that uh, you can explain life without God because you can form some of these amino acids, some of these building blocks by accident, and therefore life could have formed by accident. It's that theory has been disavowed by both Miller and Urey. Um, it's no one knows how life began. The Harvard University had a big uh, initiative to try to figure it out. You know, they threw a lot of money at it, and they ended up walking away and, and abandoning the project. Even Richard Dawkins will say no one knows how life got started. It's life began with not only these amino acid codes, but with all the operating system to process the code, including 3D printers that read these, these uh, DNA instructions and print out these proteins. Um, all of that equipment is so sophisticated beyond anything human beings can do, and it existed at least three and a half billion years ago. Mm, incredible. So, um, 
so that that shouldn't but that continues to be taught in the public school textbooks and uh, it is it is and they won't take it out and if you say you uh you, sh- you know maybe that some if you even say some people think that uh intelligent design is a better explanation uh you can get in trouble hmm. okay so well hopefully more and more people become aware of the evidence that you're presenting and and others are presenting and begin to you know uh make a, a movement to try to you know, correct some of these ideas because uh, that's not going to get anybody anywhere. Um, so regarding the – in physics, you talk about physics. The universe is non-material, quantum physics and so forth. Um, and you said mathematics is ideas. Can you go a little bit – I know this is kind of a heavy subject for our listeners, but I, I think it's very interesting. <laughs> but um, can you go a little bit into the quantum physics and how that is actually uh, moving people even more in a direction towards – uh, away from materialism and towards uh, something beyond our space-time continuum. Absolutely. Although I will say right up front, when, this is a, a part of my lectures and, and often my book that people say, you know, I really didn't understand that quantum physics <laughs> stuff. And I say, well, I'll tell you, nobody understands quantum physics. The experiments just are what they are. And the question is, you don't, you don't really understand it. You just have to try to figure out what it means. Yeah. There's this, there's, there's, uh, quantum physics is the study of subatomic particles and uh, how the universe works at the very fine levels. And there's some experiments that show that basically the, the idea of material universe is, is nonsense. And as you say, it's, it's mental. Um, there is an experiment called quantum entanglement. Anybody wants to look it up, which says that particles are connected out, can, can be connected outside of space and time. They've done this by they scientists can connect two subatomic particles so that they're exactly alike, and then if they pull them apart, and they've done this over eighty miles, and you change one, the other changes instantly. Now, I mean, when I'm, you say that you you have two particles, they're miles apart, um, and they're connected. How can they be connected when they're miles apart? Well, that's a good question because they're connected instantaneously. Uh, in some way, one knows that the other has changed. And they and, and, and this, this experiment this is run. How do they run happens. an experiment like this? Um, well, they they have a special way of, of of getting them exactly alike, and then they physically transport one. And they have ways where they they work out the timing, very sensitive timing, and they find that when one changes. The other one changes instantly, not just as long as it takes the speed of light to get there, but instantly. There's no way light or any information in our so-called material universe could could transfer. There's no way one particle should be able to know the other particle has changed, but they do. And so the theory is, is that somehow they're maintaining a connection, even though they're miles apart, and... and th- and the the reason this has to be out of our space and time is because they are being changed and one is changing over here. So there's something beyond our reality is kind of what you're saying. Absolutely. It's, it's in, in our reality, nothing can move faster than the speed of light. That's Einstein's theory of relativity. And it's been proven that these particles are connected instantly. And what are, what are, the, the physicists who are studying this, what kind of conclusions are they drawing from this? What, what do they have? They, uh, shake, they shake their heads uh, and ignore the experiment. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, it's, but it's proven. I mean, it's been done thousands and thousands of times. 
uh, and they don't know what to make of it. I mean, I'm being a little critical, but uh, that's one experiment, Kevin. Another experiment is that um, a single uh, particle can be can go through two holes at the same time. Okay, Doug, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you pause right there because I think this is a great place to uh, leave a little teaser for our uh, listeners to make sure they come back and and uh, hear about this. I, I find this very interesting. Uh, my guest today is Doug L. He is the author of Counting to God. It's a book uh, that really it's his own life, uh, you know, study of the existence of God, and he's come to the conclusion that God is absolutely true. And I just encourage anybody who's listening, it's a great book to give to your uh, non-believing friends or relatives and just say, hey, think about it. So uh, my name is Kevin Conover. I'm your host on Educate for Life. My website's educateforlife.org. And uh, you can get a recording of this message if you like it. Stay with us. We still have two segments to go. We'll be right back. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. There's got to be more than going back and forth from doing right to doing wrong because we were taught that's who we are. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on 12, 10 a.m. K-Praise in San Diego every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. And you can stream the show all over the world at kprz.com. My website is educateforlife.org. And my guest today is Doug L., he has a book, Counting to God. Um, you quote Einstein, Doug, in the book. You say there, it's, there are only two ways to live your life. One is though nothing is a miracle. The other is as if everything is. And I thought that was an interesting quote. Uh, you know, I, I want to pick up what we we're talking about in the previous segment on quantum physics and the, the, uh, what, we, what you were talking about there about the um, – uh, I'm blanking. The, the, the light, particle that can, can, that's right, the particles. can go through two holes. Goes through two holes at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to pick up on that particles going through two holes at the same time. That's weird. But uh, why did you pick this quote from Al Einstein uh, about miracles? I think you have to be open to faith. I think a lot of people have totally closed minds and aren't aware of this positive evidence for God. I, I thought it was a beautiful uh, quote. Do you think that Einstein was open to faith? Oh, definitely. Um I think uh, yeah, we all have our different faith journeys, but mm-hmm. um, I think uh, Einstein, he had another quote that I can't reproduce right now, but basically that a scientist, uh, only through a sense of wonder can you do true science. Mm. I agree with that. I think uh, the world is so amazing and so 
uh, fantastical, especially with you know the, the kind of stuff you're talking about. That it's kind of like uh, why why lock yourself uh, into these artificial boundaries? And if God is is real, wouldn't you want to know? You know what I mean? Right. I think to me, science is just figuring it out. What's the best explanation? And what I found is the best explanation for these uh, accepted facts is the existence of God, that there's nearly no other explanation for how these brand new sections in the books of each species, their DNA code, could be written. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you quote uh, Sherlock Holmes here, too. You said, when you have eliminated... um when you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. So, exactly. yeah. So, when you're talking about these particles going through two holes at the same time, can you expand on that? What do you mean by that? Well, it's going to sound crazy, and I, and I don't want to uh, bog down the discussion, but if you shoot uh, particles, uh, and it's often done with with uh, light photons, particles of light. Mm-hmm. Um, if you shoot them through two slits, they'll interfere with each other. So you won't just get two black lines. You'll get sort of a um, uh, an interference pattern. It's called as if two um, as if two waves intersected. So you get bright lines and dark lines going across. And but what that happens even if you shoot the photons one at a time. They go through both holes. Uh, As Richard Feynman, a famous physicist, said, the photon goes through one hole and it goes through both holes. Uh, And there's no, uh, which shows that there's another reality out there. I, I, it's, it's just wondrous. Now, when you say, when you say it shows, okay, so I'm just imagining this in my mind. So you've got a, whatever, a wall with two holes in it. And you're yeah. shooting light. Are you talking about shooting like a laser at it, like a, a flashlight at uh, it? What are you talking about? You, you um, yeah. Um, if you have two thin and you shoot a flashlight at it. But now imagine, Kevin, that uh, a flashlight is lots and lots of particles of light. Suppose you could scientifically, and this can be done, slow it down to only one particle of light going through at a time. Okay. And it, it's going through either one of the holes or slits or the other. It they it you would think that one photon couldn't interfere with itself and give you that same pattern, but it does. When you say interfere, what do you mean by that? You you mean meaning meaning it um, when you shoot the flashlight through, mm-hmm. uh, you get a wave interference pattern. I got a diagram of this in my book, so it's a little hard to describe over the phone. Sure, but it's not just like you were shooting bullets through. You get a whole other pattern behind um, the slits. And you get that same pattern even when uh, the the interaction of the light from the two slits, even when you only shoot one at a time through. Now, when you say... Go ahead. Well, I just... You know, it's just, um, I think, beyond materialistic uh, explanations. There's something else going on, something very deep um, there. And when you say that this, you're saying that this connect, this demonstrates that there's another reality. It's almost like you're talking about a spiritual world, like a, like a, you know, the Bible says God is immaterial, uh, He's spirit, right. and that's what is that what you're referencing? Yeah, I think God exists uh, at the quantum level, and that's how God interferes with the uh, with our changes things in our world. Um, the 
there's so much we, we don't know and we can't understand in, in, uh, in ordinary concepts of materiality. Yeah, so there's even physics... There's something beyond um, atoms. So even physics is demonstrating that there, it, there's something else going on there. Yeah, it, it's 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 an amazing puzzlement, and people have concluded. I mean, with this, many scientists that what this means um, there is that the universe is mental; that it's just made up of ideas. Um, there are experiments where pure thought changes the result of an experiment. It's uh, in quantum physics. There, it's. Now that's interesting because you know when when you say thought when we 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 have a thought a thought is like an abstract thing it's not something we can reach out and grab and yet a right. thought is a thought is very real and it's not just the material in our brains the material in our brains is not thought so a thought is a real thing but it's not something we can touch and so you're saying that our thoughts are part almost it seems like our thoughts are part of that spiritual or immaterial world is what you're saying our- they can affect the results of experiments. It's called the quantum Zeno effect, if anybody wants to look it up. Mm. And, and you see that this, uh, that, would you say that the Bible seems to indicate that this is the case also? I think it's totally consistent with, with the Bible that there's this, all of this evidence that there's an, a great intelligence outside of space and time mm-hmm. that created the universe, designed the universe, created life, and designed every single species on Earth. You know, and don't ask me to, to theologically tell you why God invented the mosquito. I, yeah. <laughs> I but there's the scientific or the, evidence. Or the roach, nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, I could give you a lot of... I, I might have done it differently, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, uh, yeah, but the, it's... You know, I, there's a famous quote, uh, don't allow the unexplainable to keep you from the undeniable. So... Just because yeah. we can't figure everything out doesn't mean that we ignore uh, what seems to be plainly obvious from, you know, the, all the stuff you're adding up in your book, essentially. Exactly. When, when as you say, when, you know, when you've eliminated the impossible, whatever remains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, there's no other explanation for these positive facts. Now, you... you um, you put in the book, uh, and we'll pick up on this, we have one segment left, you put, many atheists and even some theologians will suggest I am arguing from ignorance. They will suggest that most or even all of the wonders of this book, all of the incredible scientific evidence for the existence of God, are but gaps in our present knowledge. They will suggest that just because we curr- currently we don't know how something could have been created from nothing doesn't mean God did it. That just because we didn't, didn't currently know how life formed doesn't mean God did it, and so on. They will suggest... I have fallen into, an, into a god of the gaps fallacy. And then later on, you, you talk about a scientist, a science of the gaps fallacy. I, I wanted to give you a chance to expand on that a little bit. Uh, my, my guest today is Doug L. He has written a book, Counting to God. His website's countingtogod.com. I highly recommend it, and I uh, think it's a fantastic uh, kind of a milestone in what, what we're seeing happen in science and physics. So stay with us. We've got one more segment left. And uh, we'll finish up this conversation. It's a great conversation. We'll be right back. Hi. 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. I will Welcome back to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on 1210 AM, K-Praise in San Diego every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. And you can stream the show at kprz.com. My website is educateforlife.org. You can pick up a recording of this message there. You can also visit us on our YouTube channel. If you uh, like what you're hearing, you want to reference it. And uh, we're also on Facebook. I'd love to have your feedback or your thoughts. And uh, my guest is Doug L. today, and uh, he he actually became a believer in God in large part due to the probabilistic uh, chances of life existing here, the universe existing, um, our planet being organized just perfectly for life. And um, Doug, I left off with the last segment saying, you know, a lot of people are going to accuse you of God of the gaps, but in your book you mention that they're using uh, science of the gaps. Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, there are things that you can't explain without God, and you can't explain where the universe came from. Uh, science pro- has proven it didn't always exist. It had a beginning. Uh, and you, you can't explain the origin of life. What if somebody That's says, not. Doug, what if somebody says, well, someday we're going to figure it out, just like, you know, we exactly. figured out thunderstorms and we figured out earthquakes, and someday we're going to figure those things out. How would you respond to somebody like that? I would say, well, um, that is uh, science of the gaps. They, they have a belief that science is going to fill in all these gaps. And the place where that obviously fails is with the information in every species, because there is no other explanation for coding that works. It can't happen by accident. In all of human history and in all of science, the only way that you get coding that works is is through an intelligence. Mm. There's no other explanation. And to and that those are positive facts. And that's that's my logic. Uh, I don't claim that the fact that the uh, universe had a beginning is proof of God. I think it's incredibly strong evidence. I don't claim that even that the fact that uh, life had a beginning is proof of God, although there's no real uh, anything close to an explanation for that without God. But when you find in millions of species coding that could not remotely conceivably occur by chance, you found over and over again, positive 
evidence that has no other explanation. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's phenomenal uh, what you're saying. And I, I completely agree with it. I feel like some people think they'll say things like as if there's a third alternative, um, you know, to to these things. That information could have come about some just because we don't know how it's done doesn't mean God did it. But yet there really isn't a third alternative. It's it's either God did it. Some intelligent being did it or what what's the alternative? Nothing did it and and or chance. And that just doesn't make it's just chance, not plausible. Chance makes no sense. Yeah. So it had to come from an intelligence. Now, I mean, I, this yeah. doesn't prove the God of the Bible, but you get pretty darn close. I, I call it, uh, Kevin, it gets you to first base. It gets you off of atheism towards uh, deism. And then, you know, to, to, uh, to hit a home run and go around the bases, I think, you know, you have, to, uh, you have to get involved in it. And for me, that involved becoming a Christian. Mm. Now, you, you mentioned the Logos um, in your book also. How does that relate in, in uh, the book of John? Oh, um, well, the first sentence of the, of the book of John is, you know, as you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Greek there for Word is Logos, um, which means uh, literally translated divine thought. So what, what the book of John is saying, if you, if you translate it um, according to the original Greek, is that God thought the universe into existence. Yeah, that's... Which is consistent with quantum physics, that only thoughts are the universe. There's nothing else. That's so uh, interesting, because, um, you know, a while ago, nobody would have been able to make that connection. Uh, They wouldn't have been able to say uh, everything is immaterial, it's really God's thinking. And yet, really, throughout the text, uh, you know, in the beginning... uh, uh, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and, and it's all about him speaking things into existence, which is really his thoughts. And so you're yeah. saying that this matches quantum physics. Matches quantum physics, and, ma- and, and uh, speaking or thinking the universe into existence matches the Big Bang Theory, the, acceptance, uh, the accepted theory of cosmology that every scrap in the universe, all matter, all energy, even space and time itself, had a beginning. There was a point when none of it existed. Mm, that's amazing. You you put here in your book, um, physics led Richard Kahn Henry to believe in God. To put it plainly, atheism, scientism, naturalism maintains that we exist as accidental creations of a material world with no greater reality. Uh, what you see is what you get reality. Quantum physics contradicts this view. Quantum physics suggests we exist, at least in part, in a what-you-think-is-what-you-get reality, and perhaps, just perhaps, in a what-God-thinks-is-what-you-get-reality. And then you put here, to quote Henry one last time, it is more than 80 years since the discovery of quantum mechanics gave us the most fundamental insight ever into our nature, the overturning of the Copernican revolution and the restoration of us human beings to centrality in the universe. I suggest our minds are our connections to the ultimate, to God. When you say, uh, when, you, when you quote Henry here and he says, um, the o- overturning of the Copernican revolution and the restoration of us human beings to centrality in the universe. What do you mean by that? Well, the, uh, I think what he meant was the, the, there's this so-called Copernican principle, which actually Copernicus never uh, subscribed to. But the idea that, you know, uh, we're just specks, the earth, there's nothing special about the earth. Human beings are accidental chemicals that somehow uh, evolved material, materially, uh, randomly. And quantum physics says it's all thoughts. Um, 
it's it's radically different. How does that bring uh, humans back to centrality uh, rather because than we ha- we have brains with thoughts. If it's all about thoughts, so um, yeah, that's I, I, yeah. Go ahead. That's it. Wow. So in essence, what you're saying is it's you know you've got these massive galaxies out in outer space. You've got these incredible uh, you know this incredible solar system and and uh, just uh, you know 28 billion uh, light years across universe and yet. What's important, you're saying here, is the fact that we can think uh, the size of a star isn't necessarily how God places importance, but the fact that what the Bible would say is we're made in his image, and we can think, and we have uh, free will, and these sorts of things uh, is what's important, is what you're saying. Yeah, I think to be made and created in God's image means that uh, we have our brains, which is by far—there's no— there's no Darwinian evolution for the creation of the human brain. Um, there really isn't. Just because of the, the massive amount of connections and everything? Or, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of this new coding just in our brains. I mean, we have trillions and trillions of connections. Uh, it's, uh, and it all evolves from evolve, begins with a single cell. It's such incredible architecture, such incredible design to think, I don't know of any atheists who think that they're, they're, you know, they all think they're pretty smart, you know, but where did they get these smart brains from? Uh, some accidental combination of chemicals. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I think if you're open to the evidence, and what I'm trying to do is break through people's barriers by mm-hmm. putting these facts in their faces, and once you're opening, open to the evidence, then you can really get it and and, and see what's going on. So kind of uh, what happened in your own life, how that barrier was broken down, give other yes. people the opportunity to think it through. Yes. Absolutely. It's a different approach to spirituality, but it was my approach, and, and I hope it helps some people. Oh, I, I absolutely think it does. Doug, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the air with us today. Uh, huge blessing. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Okay, check out his book. It's Counting to God. You can get it at countingtogod.com. Um, We'll be back on the air next week, uh, every Saturday, 2 to 3, kpraise.com. In San Diego, it's 12, 10 a.m. Kpraise, my website is educateforlife.org. This is Kevin Conover signing out. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Have a fantastic day. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Learn more about Kevin and his work online at his website, educateforlife.com. That's educateforlife.com. You'll find great resources, ideas, and even video classes there to help you grow and understand what in the world is happening. Encourage your friends to listen for great guests and intelligent analysis of the stories that shape our lives. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame Bring your guilt and bring your pain Don't you know that's not your name You will always be much more to me And every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right But that's alright 